It's just me and Karen, the kinky keys on this week's How To Be 60 podcast, along with your messages, including a shock warning from one of our listeners, Leanne Gold, that we are in danger of being sued if we don't change our intro music. Thanks for the tip off, Leanne. We hear ya. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Oh yeah. Oh, we don't change it. Oh well. Yeah. So you've done something there. You you've kept the old bit, but you've introduced the old. Yeah. Yeah. The How to Be Sixty podcast has gone disco. What's that? Seventies, eighties, 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 eighties. Well, I'm just going to warn you. What? It took me um, three years to get used to and enjoy the change in the Archers theme (laughs) tune. So, but actually, is it still that? Is it still rumpty? Yeah, but it's a bit jazzed up. Oh, they've done the same as us. Uh, they might have done it first. <laughs> oh, do you think they might have? You're on mm. the back of them. But actually, Kate, I quite like it. I quite like it. And I quite like that you've kept the old, but introduced the okay. new. Thank yeah. you. I love disco. Disco yeah. makes me happy. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you're a different you're generation for me, today. and you're Hello, not. You're still with us. Do you know, my head's a bit fuzzy. Is it? It's, it is a bit. It is a bit. Oh, really? This I might know. be a long half hour. <laughs> My God. Isn't every podcast long after. Leanne said that our old one, mm. which is basically the song is our new, the same as our new one, but it's a bit more like that. Yes. Um, is a ripoff of a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers track, Free Falling. I think she's um, right. Do you think? She not? Well, oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Really? Is it? Totally is. Don't say that for oh, right. God's sake. No, no, I don't know what she's talking about, Leanne, for God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm not sure if that's going to stop us being sued, just putting a wee disco riff on the end. It might get us even deeper trouble. We might become the Ed Sheeran of the old Dodgers podcast Well, exactly, world. but then he was cleared recently, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Imagine, yeah. done it for a year now. Imagine we ended up in court. Well, that's where I opt out. I think that's your quite, name that's on it. I think that'd be quite exciting for you. It'd be like a day out. Are you not? <laughs> you're quite used to being in court. It would all be new to me. <laughs> Leanne has actually volunteered the services of her son. She says, my son is a music producer. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could knock you up something original in no time. Brackets. He doesn't know I've offered his time, but I'm sure he'll be fine with it. Yeah. That is a very mum thing, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Oh, and the, the other open brackets. It'll only cost thousands. Close brackets. Yeah. It's yeah. not happening, Leanne. Yeah, it's yeah, not happening. Yeah. We not do, just yet. We do appreciate your concern, Leanne. Um, maybe we'll see you in court, but thanks for getting in touch. <laughs> Podcast at htb60.com is our email address. Um, and also, go to our website and leave a voice note. Now, this is a really, really exciting development that we have. Does it work? Yes, it Has works. anyone left one yet? Yes, they have. Oh, that is very exciting. Yes, they have. Um, because we've got Louise Newson coming up. Yeah, soon, oh yeah. Dr. Louise oh. Newson talking about the menopause. And so I was encouraging people to, say, to leave voice notes for that. So we've got quite a few. So you just go to the website which is www.htb60.com. Don't say it too quickly. Everyone's very sharp on the update, just because you've got a fuzzy head, (laughs) you know. Yeah, listen, I'm not the one sitting here in my dressing gown, can I just say? (laughs) (laughs) I think you just need to, yeah, you're all right. Howard Hughes, is it Howard Hughes or no? Hugh Hefner. I know. Oh, I, was Howard Hughes was the one that never went out, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, well, that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but you're this, all right, nice and cosy. This is my Strictly dressing gown. Yeah, but so it's, it's a bit, my would you get a shock it? off it if you touched it? Oh, God, I love this dressing gown. It was actually worth 
the humiliation of Strictly. <laughs> God, to get it must be good. Gown. Do you wear it every day? I wear it every day. I love it. It's my own personal central heating. Do you know what? I think it could do with a wash. Well, it could. I haven't washed it since I got it. You look like you've got toothpaste down the side of it. It's kind of like that will crispy. be toothpaste. Actually, oh, that's gross. Do you, oh. want, do you want super embarrassing? <laughs> do I want embarrassing? I think you're the one that should be embarrassed. No, no, no. But I'll tell you. I, so before you came, I, I nipped to the loo. And does this ever happen to you? What happened? That you get the tie. Oh, did it? <laughs> down, oh. down the path. Oh, God. When did you notice that? Was it before or after? It's just you stand up and you close the dress again. You sort of whip Wait. the tie around in order to tie it again. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. What is that? Was that number one? Yes, it was a number oh, one. Oh, well, I was so hoping you would bring chocolate today. Why have you let me down? Now, in terms of chocolate, I actually did buy chocolate today. <gasps> I've hidden it in the van, the camper van, sorry. Why? Well, because, well from Stephen and I never thought of putting it in here so I've got the chocolate do you hide and chocolate in the mince. camper van from yeah, Stephen yeah I do and then I have to get out the door with free Stephen of- free Stephen <laughs> can we do that to a disco beat <laughs> yeah so there's two hiding places one's in the camper van and the other is I've got massive big you're lucky he um, listen boxes. to this there's no way he listens to this Otherwise, you'd be putting on the beef. Uh, massive boxes of flour that I buy kind of, you know, in bulk. And then there's polythene on the top of them and they're in under the polythene. You hide never them in there. there. Mm-hmm. So that poor man at like half past ten at night could be absolutely raging for chocolate. And That's you would just the sit there with that wee Knowing smug look on your face, yes. would you? it has happened. You wouldn't crack? No, no, sometimes I'll say, do you want a biscuit? <laughs> And that did happen the other night, and I thought, God, that's really cruel. That's really horrible. I'll see, I'll give you two. Actually, that wasn't even chocolate. It was just two rich teas. <laughs> oh, that's joy torture. You're saying it's out loud. Oh, that's really horrible. Do you it's want a biscuit? It's, it's only good. And it's only because I wanted one. I thought I was to give him one at the same time. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're recording this, I have to say, everyone, on a very miserable bank holiday Monday. Mm-hmm. It is Guy Dreich, as we say here in Scotland. Miserable. I've just been the hairdressers and then I came on the bike here. And I don't honestly, she God, for it. you were saying you were going to go to get your hair cut. So I thought, oh, Karen will have a really How lovely hair. going to get here. I know, but I mean, your There's no public looks... transport. Nobody's going to get me a taxi. Drag through a hedge backwards. I know. Money. I know. And I've not got my glasses on. I look both sides. Well, I am both <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> so I think I'll just keep my eyes closed like this. <laughs> it's horrible. Both side. Glasses are good at connecting your eyes, aren't they? I don't God, think you're horrible. allowed to say that. Are yeah. you not? Why? No, I don't know. It just doesn't sound good, does it, for some reason? But we know what you mean. We know what you mean. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's a bank holiday today. Do you actually, know that you kind of do nothing? Um, <laughs> <What's> the difference? <laughs> do you notice a difference between like a, a normal day and a holiday day? Or is just everything the same for you? Well, Actually, the streets are quite empty today. Right, that's okay. the only thing. Your and powers the of perception are just <laughs> and the hairdressers staggering. are quite empty, and that's a bit it. And of course, it rains. Oh, no, but I mean, in your life, holiday. Uh, no, what every like day is the same. Oh God, you got that face on your screen up your nose. No. I am happy. Yes, you I'm had. Not saying you're not happy. You did. You had that every Listen, day's my the face same. Is... <laughs> Do you want a biscuit? <laughs> It's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? No, maybe it's Thursday. Tuesday, I don't know. Rich TD. 
<laughs> oh, I'm depressing myself. We're talking about disco music in the 80s, and I was saying the 80s make me happy. Oh, yeah. It's um, nice. That's something does. No, but the reason I wanted to kind of steer it to that was, A, it makes me happy, and also, of course, we've got Eurovision this weekend. I know. You'll be watching it. No, it's not really my thing, actually. But it does make me think of kind of happy music. It makes me think of the 80s Bucks Fizz, the one in 1981, making your mind up. And I was doing a little bit of research, and apparently 1981 is also the year that Prince Charles, as he was then, proposed to Princess God, Diana so as she became. Which is kind of weird when you think it was a coronation at the I, the weekend, weekend, the great yes. cycle of life, isn't oh, it? I know. Yeah. Did you watch any of the coronation? Did not watch any of it. I not saw anything. no coverage. I wasn't interested at all. Really? Yep. Doesn't appeal to me. Does nothing for me. Uh, no. What about you? Well, I mean, I couldn't avoid it, really. Well, you could. I managed to avoid it. No, well, I mean, I'm supposed to be a journalist. I am supposed Were to you sort working of be plugged on into Saturday? the real world. Were you working on Saturday? I, I did another phone-in on it today. So, I mean, right. and I did, I think, two last week. So, you kind of is a bit difficult to, to avoid. I was thinking, though, I mean, I was looking at them in Westminster Abbey, you know, the whole ceremony, and she was getting that crown put on her head. Uh, I mean, they're both, like, 75. <laughs> I mean, like, could you be arsed? Well, clearly, the candy hoopy's been hanging on for how long? So I know, but I guess... could you, could you at that age be arsed with how desperate all of that? But um, desperate for what? God, I don't know. But he's desperate to get be king, isn't he? So I don't, I don't know if he is. I'm oh just... yeah, he'd have handed it down to the next one. No, I think they just assumed that that's what he has to do. I think they... it's like the Pope, isn't it? Can I... you've got to be could, in your oh, could he be arsed? Can the Pope be arsed? No, but they're always really old before they take it on, aren't I know. they? No, it's so Doddery. cruel. I know. I think once we've do? done free Stephen, we should do <laughs> free King Charles and free the Pope as well. Did you enjoy the coverage? No, I, I found it quite curious. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it as such. I mean, you know, it's it's mildly interesting, but it just looked like Jesus. Tedious. I was just disconnected, but I was just looking at their faces and. I just thought, how can you really be arsed? That, that's the whole but thing. But then, different life, isn't it? Yeah, totally different life. You've got a wee touch of it, but no. A touch of what? Royalty, I think. Do you not think you're special <laughs> Princess K? <laughs> with my strictly dressing gown. <laughs> Sitting here, like, flaming. With, with the pinky. With the tie that's gone down the loose. <laughs> Down the throne. Great, <laughs> oh, great. Diana would have been 62 this year. I'd have been chasing her to come on this podcast had she lived. What were you like in the 80s then? The 80s? Oh, I got married. Eh, no, that was the 70s. I got divorced. I got divorced. Yeah, I got divorced. You got married in the 70s? I did. What's the age were you? Christ, I have no idea. 19 going on 20. Really? Oh, I know, I know, I know. So I got divorced in well, the... What year were you born? 59. December. De- December 59. Uh-huh. So you're a full two years older than me. What, so when did you get married? Uh, oh, we're better not do the math. 1979? For 79, yeah. Wow. How so, depressing so, is that? Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was No, delightful. it was. No, I'm, apparently, I don't remember. My, my sister told me I was in tears the day I got married. What's that about, eh? Really? Oh, yeah. Why did you do it? Well, once you're in, once you're kind of started the planning, you're probably too frightened to see my mother. <laughs> I can't go through this, so I didn't. And so, how long were you married for? Six years or something. They were all unhappy. Well, no, the first one probably wasn't, and then after that, uh, well, the first, first year, year. Mm-hmm. the first year, yeah. 
So there we are. And then mm-hmm. what else did I do? In the, I went traveling, left, left work, took three months out, did round the world, and that was good. That was good. Oh, I had Lisa in the 80s. Oh, it's all flooding back now. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> don't remember any music. God knows. Because that's normally the thing that, that triggers, isn't it? Or it's it's very um, not evocative. What's the word? Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was it a fun decade for you? I mean, I, I loved the 80s. I had such fun in the 80s. When I met Richard and I had a good few years with him and then I had Lisa, that's Richard's, Lisa's dad. That Yeah, that was all lovely. That was all lovely. So, but... The 80s, the 90s, you see, the 70s were my, that, that was my happy time. Really? When you were a teenager? Well, I'm not saying. It's been a 70s, long time since you've been no, happy. <laughs> 70s is my music. That's that, you know, it's just, if I was I'm not talking party, about music, 70s. I'm trying to talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I did like the 80s, but it seems like a lot, well, it is a long time ago, isn't it? Are you living the life now that you thought you would then? Oh, Christ, I didn't think I had. I didn't plan anything. Did you know? Oh my God, no. No, no, no. I just took each day as it comes. No planning. I think in my mind I thought I always want to have children. And it was an accident, in inverted commas. But um, yeah, I was really happy to have my children. But it didn't, no, I've never planned anything. Did you in have terms any other of sort career of or ambitions? Things? No, Kate, nothing. Nothing? No. How dull is that? I, I was so very dull. content with my life. And once I'd had the children, I thought, no, this is, yeah. I'm actually happy with this. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? It's all about me. What about you? Well, I love the 80s. I mean, I was in What 19... did you love about the 80s? Well, in 1981, I was at Edinburgh University. Good uh-huh. times. Um, studying economics and politics. Wow. Um, Highbrow. And I really enjoyed that. That's when I decided I wanted to be a journalist. Um, and then I got a job with Central Television in 1984 in Birmingham. So I up sticks and went to Birmingham. And I had an absolute blast there. I mean, right. just met so many interesting people. You know, a lot of them a lot older than me. People you know. that you've kept in touch with? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Nice. A lot of them. And, you know, just was introduced to, well, different lifestyles, that people of different backgrounds. That's when I did my interview with Margaret Thatcher in mm. 1986. So yeah, that's I, a big thing. I really did feel that I was plunged into life in the yes. 80s in, yeah. in, a, in a big way. Uh-huh. You know, I really felt, not that I grew up because I was still very, very green behind the ears, but mm-hmm. I felt like I was having big experiences all the blooming time. Well, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. God, yeah. So it was. Um, what about relationships? I had a, a boyfriend that I went out with for five years Ooh. when I was younger. I just split up with him, and he was a big relationship. Was that your first love? Yes, oh. yes. And did was. you love him? Yes, I did. Did yes, he split up with you, or, or vice versa? Oh, it's it's a very long story. No, that it's one. okay. Oh, it was just messy. really messy, very very messy. And then throughout the the eighties, I just had flings, basically. Did you? And, and was that, that was good it. fun? Yes, it was. Were you ever hurt by any flings? No, because no. I never, I never met anyone that I really liked. You know, I mean, I, I liked them enough to have flings with them, but I, I knew that I wasn't. It wasn't a big relationship because I'd had that big relationship. So Ooh, it was barrier went up after that. Do you think? Um, no, I just, I just never met anyone that really floated my boat. I mean, they were fine, you know, to spend time with and 
sleep with, but um, you sleep know, with whisper beyond it, sleep with yes, beyond that, and and that was it. Wow. Anyway, would you ever have imagined back then? This is actually I'm ashamed of this uh, handbrake turn that I'm about to perform, but anyway, <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> would you ever have imagined that you'd be performing at the Edinburgh Fringe for the second year in a row? Absolutely not. Yes, well, which you are, because it's what oh to tell God. people. Yes, um, it's really exciting. We have decided, for unknown reasons, really, to uh, book three times. <laughs> I know, and it's exciting <laughs> at the moment until it comes to the point that you think guests, yes. right? Then the panic kicks in. Well, it's selling bloody tickets, you know. Yeah, there's that. Um, so, yes, we are doing three nights at the Edinburgh Fringe, the 9th, the 10th, and the 11th of August, if you happen to find yourself in our beautiful capital city at that time, at 5.30 in the evening, which was for you, because you like to have your tea about 7. <laughs> I know that, so that was all for you. Do you think that was delivered to the venue? <laughs> <laughs> and the tickets are now on sale. You can get them at the Edinburgh Fringe Society or tickets dot gilded balloon because we're at the gilded balloon same yes. place as last year dot co dot uk so um hopefully some of our listeners will find themselves in edinburgh in august and come along it was it was fun last year and obviously we had short memory isn't it i mean it's like when you have a child it's hellish at the time yeah I mean, it's hellish at the time well, no but... no i know but giving birth is painful but yes. you're very glad you did it yes yeah and i then would you say go and do it again these. yeah and yeah. you go and do it again well we are now aren't we yes we are i've well, actually had a few inquiries already oh have you mm-hmm Friends right. coming along, neighbours. Oh, Marcus. Yeah, I know. I know. So I'm doing my bit. <laughs> and I don't know whether I've managed oh. to. I don't know whether it'll get through, but, you know, I'm doing the I'm, I'm dram thing, right? <gasps> oh, my God. You've given me the best laugh. <laughs> you have given me oh, the best laugh. God almighty. Anyway, we had to look, had to write a little biog mm-hmm. okay, for the programme. And it basically said, put on your previous experience on stage. And I thought, that's not any. Apart from us, so basically, I've done a big plug about us been at the Edinburgh Festival this year. Smart thing, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably cut it out, but if they do, there'll be nothing else going in apart from seeing we were at the Edinburgh Festival last year and we've just done Orin Moore. <laughs> oh, and I did the podcast as well. So do you know what? I'll be pleased if they get any of that in. Well, do you know what? That made me laugh and laugh. My and picture laugh. yesterday. I was oh. sitting there. At my computer, and I've got to. In fact, I've got to go and find it. I've got to go and find it. And I was just sort of, you know, like working all day, and then you sent me through this picture, and I just. Are you thought, sure I did? I don't think I did. Oh no, no, I went on to. Oh, yes, this is. I don't it. think I've sent it to anybody. This is it. No, hang on. This is. Can I say to everyone who is listening now, oh, right? Okay. Hellish. No, have a little pause, everyone. If you are on Instagram, and I'm going to give you time to do it. <laughs> They're all really glamorous except me. If you, if you are on Instagram, people, right, we'll, we'll have a little break so they'll give you time to do it. Search for the Gifnock Theatre Players. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you a bit of time to do this. Search for the Gifnock Theatre Players. <laughs> That's <laughs> And find Karen's picture. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I never leave the bloody house without lipstick on. And I just look like hell on earth. And and the thing is, my I've got a sort of you oh. see it around my head, like yeah. I was in the twenties, because it's for the Great Gatsby. And yeah. it's fallen to the side. And the guy said, Well, Miss Baedecker was drunk anyway, so yes, keep it at the side. <laughs> and then your glass, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 
Turn it around. That's it. Oh, they're taking the piss. Right. Uh, I'm giving everybody a chance to go and find this. Go and find this photograph, everyone, the Giffnick Theatre players, and we'll be right back. I I don't know what to say about it, to be honest. said enough. I mean, there she is. The tiara's all stew with. (laughs) You've got a face like a bum. What was it they say? Somebody, a bulldog chewing a wasp. (laughs) I've never heard that, but that really sums it up, doesn't it? And the glass is tipped up. It's still like, where's my booze? And underneath it says, have you met Miss Baedeker? She's got a bit of a reputation for being a bit of a drunken flapper. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Baedeker is played by Karen McKenzie. God, it's awful, isn't it? Did you have the big rehearsal yesterday? No, we were supposed to have it last night. And you know what? We only got through the first half. We had to do that twice. It was a disaster. Why? Because see, suddenly when you actually do it, and of course, obviously we're not allowed our words or the script or anywhere, and we had the music play-ins and the sound effects and everything, and oh, it just was a mess. But it's a week till, just over a week till we do it. No, sometimes it does just come together at the last minute and you're just going through teething problems. That poor director, that's all I'm saying. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you going to be wearing my bra? Oh, I will actually. <laughs> Thanks for that. I love that bra. I know that I kind of lifted it from you the last time. I, I, I quite like having a wee nose around your, this room. And there's this... a half bottle of champagne there and two glasses. I think they're left over from our anniversary. I know she didn't open that. And then my book. Oh, the book. book. Oh, hang on. Book. Let's see when you're talking about the book. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me try and remember. There is somebody who has emailed us. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. Sharon McDonough. She says lots of nice things. Thank you, Sharon. Um, she's having a lovely life. She's been married for 36 years. But number one, oh, she nice. says, actually, the real point of me contacting you, please repeat the name of the book that Karen <laughs> bought K for her birthday or put the title in the episode notes. I can't find it. She says, maybe I need some new filters in my hearing aids. Quite possibly. <laughs> I think I need that for me as well. Sharon is 61, five days from being 62 oh, at the time wow. of writing. I've got the book here, Sharon. Happy Hold birthday, on. Sharon. It is called Don't Hold my head down and it is written by lucy ann holmes if you've no idea what we're talking about then go back and listen to the old episodes because i cannot (laughs) fill you in on it all but there you go um i hope that helps sharon don't hold my head down there's a bit of dust on the cover key yeah because you don't use it i don't use it um but this is what i have to share with people that karen mckenzie this this was quite alarming when i received this actually has started sending me nudes. <laughs> no, well, the thing is, when well, I was here right, the last I go. Time. So the last time we did uh, a podcast, I, Karen went away, and I had I had that box of bras there that I had got yes, for strictly. Yeah, so I had a wee rummage through. Yeah, and so she said, "Can I have this?" So and I said, a "Bit of a cheek." Yeah, but I thought, "No, that's okay." I said, "You could have it. That's fine." Yeah. And the next thing I know, my it's WhatsApp perfectly. goes, and there we have a picture of Karen. <laughs> With their tits out in the bra, they're saying out, they're in the bra. Well, they're in it fits perfectly. Hope you didn't intend it for anyone else. Label still on for the moment. What were you thinking of giving me it back? Well, just in case you thought, well, actually, yes. <laughs> oh, it looks good on her. <laughs> yeah. It fits I... me perfectly. That must mean I'm a 32 double D as well. You just couldn't leave me with anything, could you? <laughs> no. And the fact is, I'm going to just have that one brand unless you're giving any more away. I'm not going to buy any more just in case because clearly my chest size is going up because of my HRT and if I decide to come off it then they're going to go again so one bra is fine I've actually really upgraded my underwear have you now Uh do you pay for it 
Um, oh, no, I bet you don't. I bet you get sent underwear, do you? Excuse me, did you allow me even Sorry. to say anything? Thank That's you very so much. so cheeky. Sorry, Kate. Really? Um, do no, you? No, it gets sent to me. <laughs> I always resisted nice underwear. I mean, I was very much run into Marks and Spencer's, get a five-pack of briefs. Yeah, yeah, we've all done that. I've always been that person. Yes, yes. Um, never gone for matching underwear, never worn matching bra and, and oh, pants. Oh, right, never, ever. Never, ever, never gone. Well, actually, I've got a story of when I did and oh, it didn't end well. Mm. But, um, it? well, a bit embarrassing. Go on. No, should I? I don't Hang know. on. At what point in your life was this? It wasn't the 80s, was it? Uh, no, no, no. I was older than that. I did get some fancy underwear. Mm-hmm. You know how from, like, so Ian bought me some underwear, uh-huh. as they do. Quiet again, Ian bought me some as underwear. As they do. Uh-huh. And I never wore it because Fiction. I preferred my Marks and Spencer's jobs. Oh, but anyway, one night I oh, thought, poor God. poor guy. So I put it's on the underwear. Mm-hmm. Some high heel shoes, I was going for the full thing. Oh, my God. Seriously. And I was halfway down the stairs. Oh, God, you didn't trip. To no. surprise him. Uh-huh. No, and I saw him at the bottom of the stairs and the doorbell rang, <laughs> Jesus. and he pulled the door wide open, and there was the next door neighbour. And were you standing there? In well, vision? I beetled it back up the bloody oh stairs. Oh my god! And I never wore that underwear again. Okay. <laughs> Is that right? Did he ever find out? He never found out. Never found no. out. Oh my god! It was. In fact, I'm oh blushing my at god. the thought yeah, of it. Oh, you had a bit pink in the cheeks. Oh my god! It was. It's the dressing gown. But anyway. Oh my God! Strictly, I discovered yes. lovely underwear, and you know what? It's really nice, isn't yes. it? Is it satin, silk? It's not super fancy, but it's just not a five pack from Marks and Spencers. Mm, you know, know, it's like quality. Yes, I mean, I have a couple of sets, if you like, that I actually did buy from Marks and Spencers, but they were high end stuff. But the thing is, you put on the set. And maybe everyone washes both after one wear, but I only I, you wash the pants. The bra doesn't get washed oh, after once. So then the pants end up getting all faded. I know. And I mean, how often do you wash a bra? How often do you wash your pants? Well, you wash your pants every day, for Christ's sake. Just checking that you do. Oh, please. No, I'm going back to your sheets. That's all I'm saying. Right. Uh, how often do I wash my bra? Uh, probably, um, truthfully. Once in a blue moon. You no, know, every six wears, maybe. Every six wears? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, but not as often as your, your pants. No. No, How did we get onto this? No idea. I so easily go off track. Off. Do you know what I read in the newspaper this morning? It kind of came up. It was the uh, the number of ADHD cases have increased for adults, right? And this is, I suppose, I was thinking about... Um, Shelley, you know that we'd spoken to Shelley. Shelley King. Yeah. She sent us a lovely message, actually. She said that she found a, a really cathartic experience. Isn't that lovely? And, and she enjoyed speaking to us, which, because I was a little bit worried about it because it's a big thing, obviously, to talk about, you know, getting an autism diagnosis, which she hasn't had confirmed yet, she told me. Yeah. So I was really pleased that she had felt So she'd listened to the podcast and, yeah, yeah. and she was mm-hmm. happy with it. That's so good. what did it make you think? Well, I looked and it it basically said, it said, when you tell a story, you're going to complete the background for context. And then you ramble, like, okay, you kind of go, start a story, end a story. That's it. However, <laughs> the way I do it, oh my God, it's all over the place. But the thing that struck me was you go into too much detail and the background for context. Shut my phone, turned it off. Seriously, do do you think? Yes, Alex did hint that I might have some sort of um, ADHD as well. 
and I guess we're all sort of on some sort of spectrum, aren't we? But And I kind of like sort of knew as well, but when it said that this morning, that was the first thing that it mentioned. I just thought I can't deal with this. Yeah, but that's just one thing. I mean, I do think that the diagnosis for um, ADHD or, or autism or any of these kind of neurodiverse conditions is really, really complex. So, But they've really increased for adults they over have. the last, maybe it's since the last three years, four years. Yeah, but I think it's something that if you felt might apply to you, you'd have to kind of go into the diagnosis. And and not maybe just cherry pick things that you you see in the newspapers because uh-huh. then that's only going to be unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wouldn't do anything about it. You won't do anything no. about it. Why not? No. I don't think it's that bad. Maybe you can tell me. No, I won't. Well, you know what? You know, it's, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because you and I joke with each other and all the rest of it. And my God, you do ramble. Thank God I edit this podcast. <laughs> I know. And the bits that you edit are mine. But. Thank God I get to do the bingo. There, there is a limit even to my kind of joking. And if it is something that you're worried about, then, you know, you, you should you should go and see, no, and see about it. Yeah. Has it made a difference to Alex having a diagnosis of ADHD? Yeah, it has. But what I'm worried about is her blinking weight loss. She's lost a stone in weight over the last three months. And so I'm now trying to feed her up. But that is slightly worrying um, that she's lost so much. She hasn't got any weight to lose. But uh, it's made a difference to her. She seems to be. But it's still early days, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose it has to be, you know, kind of monitored, isn't it? It's not just, oh, you get a diagnosis, here's the medication, off you pop. I mean, it's something that you yeah. have to. Yeah, she's got a review this and, month, actually. And, and things like that. Yeah. God, we've just rambled, haven't we? We have. I was gonna um I was gonna go through some of the messages that we've got, some lovely messages. All right, um, yeah. on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah, because yeah. we always do the emails. So these That's are true. on Instagram. Uh-huh. And actually all these came in when we did the Oh anniversary. The anniversary. Yeah. So they were lovely, weren't they? Yeah, and we've never had a chance to mention them. And I did want to mention them because I don't know how you felt, but I mean I was so chuffed when I saw all those messages it's so nice isn't it you know uh, just you know people saying that they really enjoy the podcast and because you know we do sit here and blether load of shite and you know, know it's I know it's kind of nice slash it's heartwarming isn't it slash surprising surprising yeah. yeah it's lovely to think that people actually enjoy I don't mean our ramblings, but they certainly enjoy the podcast. Yeah. Um, I love <laughs> this one forward. from Gypsy Plus Me <laughs> because this is nine words, nine words, and it says so much. Mm. Love the pod. I also now really like Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas before, Christ, she's a pain in the arse. <laughs> There's no other way you can read that, is there? I also really now like Karen. Don't worry, there's plenty for me. Um, and this is from Tun the Rock. As I hit, I hit my mid fifties and I move towards sixty, do I start looking for that camper van? You can hear her eyes rolling. There's heavy irony in that. Do you think? Oh, I totally, totally. Um, and beautiful you with Tracy because it's always these funny names with Instagram, aren't they? Yes. Um, she really likes the awkward sex chats. Does she? I don't know whether I should be offended by that. I think you are awkward in case. There are ones that you just don't want to go near. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I just told you I got caught halfway up the stairs in Muscanties. You know, you haven't confessed anything like that, have you? I know the awkward bit was that you've not done it since. <laughs> yes, and that was 20 years ago. <laughs> Ian, how many birthdays has he had since then? <laughs> I know. We still got the pants. I know it's terrible. I probably do, actually. I probably <laughs> do. You ever wore the shoes again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do like the shoes, but um, no, not 
but only when you've yeah, got yeah, when, when I've been absolutely with dressed with it as well. Poo sticks were saying it's strange. Poo sticks. Poo sticks, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, right. Yeah, I think it's quite cute, actually. Right. I don't think it's like no. anything else. Um, she says, it's strange since I was 61 on Wednesday and I've been following the podcast since becoming 60 a year ago, which is the same as Jane Moore. Because, of course, Jane was one of the first people that oh, we spoke yes. to and you developed a crush on. Yes, yeah. Um, and, and in a year, of course, Jane's life's totally changed because, you know, she her relationship is ending or has ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really does make you think, how much can happen, how substantially your life can change and what a brave decision that is to make at this stage in your life. Exactly. And that some people just don't and they just kind of rumble on. Yeah, they do rumble on. What is a, it's a massive change to make once you turn 60. And what stops you making that move, do you think? Easier to carry on if it's not really miserable? Yeah, I mean, the upheaval. I mean, it's your home, it's your families, you know, the, the number of people that you've got to tell. You you know, it's like putting a bomb in your life. And then beyond that, I think when you get to a certain age, you don't know if there's going to be another relationship. You don't know what the next chapter is going to be. And a lot of people are scared of being on their own. Would you be scared of being on your own? I don't think, well, I say I don't think so, but I think that is actually me being a bit kind of overconfident. Yes, I would. Of course I would. I've been with you in 30 years. I think I would find it enormously difficult. I mean, I, I can actually put my hand in my heart and say I'm happy with Ian. You know, I'm not in that kind of twilight zone. But what would I do if I wasn't? You know, if I was just kind of okay you know, if it was just sort of like a tolerable companionship. I think that's the difficult one. I think if it's awful, you know, I think if it's just unbearable, you're probably going to be moved to split. But if it's just an uneasy companionship, but it's not awful, that's where you're going to get stuck. When you have a friend like Jean and she goes through that, it does make you look at your own relationship, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. You mentioned a list of the things that, you know, that that would happen if you split up at this age, but you didn't mention happiness as being a priority. I can't remember the way you said it, Kay, but happiness for you, we all deserve to be happy. Yeah, but you don't, there's no guarantee of happiness. That's that's what I'm saying. The other thing you mentioned as well about going into another relationship, it's almost like, well, hang on, you'd be happy with yourself first, don't you? Yeah, no, absolutely you do. But if you have spent a large part of your life with somebody, mm-hmm. then, and all of our social conditioning attaches happiness with being, you know, in a relationship, you know, it's a very brave person that walks away from that. I mean, Jane mm-hmm. is a very unusual, Takes formidable character. I don't think everybody is, is like that. And sometimes it's a path of least resistance. Sometimes, like I say, if your life isn't awful, you think, well, I'd rather stick with okay than risk being very unhappy and lonely um, because this is okay, you know. Lots this of people settle for okay. Is okay. It just sounds grim, doesn't it? Well, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know if it is. Oh, if you're it shutting is that one not. down. Um, <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I think I... Well, no, I think I am happy with Ian. I do want to be with Ian, and I'm very relieved that I can say that because I couldn't guarantee that if it was just meh, that I wouldn't just tolerate it. Would you tolerate meh? At this stage in life, I've not tolerated it before. Mm -hmm. 
I've got out of relationships, probably always hang in too long, actually. But I've gone through, I mean, three major relationships in my life. And this is me on the fourth one. Would I tolerate it? No, I don't think I could. Meh. Not sure. Dot, 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 dot. To be continued. We're back to bloody vibrators now, aren't we? Yes. Well, I think you need to get out that uh, brand <laughs> pants set again, Key. Actually, on that, so this, this popped up on my Instagram. And this must be the week that we spoke to Lenny Ware, you know, when I oh, had yes, the, the yes, massage yes. gun. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and so somebody's contacted me to say, have you really bought a vibrator? I'm 62, separated from my husband. Should I get one? I've never had one. Oh, my God. What's your advice? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's to you and Kay. Yes. Go for it, lady. What a beautiful way to end. Thanks for getting in touch, whether it's by Instagram. And my Instagram is Kay Adams Official. We don't actually have a an HTB 61, so it all goes on mine. Um, oh, is that what happens? Yes. I never it, noticed that. Yep, K Adams official. Um, and, of course, our email is podcast at htb60.com. That is it for this week. We've got a great lineup of guests coming up over the next few weeks. We've got Sharon Davis, mm. uh, the Olympic swimmer, also Shane Ritchie, Bev Callard, uh-huh. uh, the Reverend Richard Coles, and Mariella Frostrup. Mm, great. Let's feature next week. Bye.